Welcome to the Kingdom Business Podcast. I'm your host, at Real J.R. Fitch. <laughs> and I'm in the studio today, as always, with the great LZ. Yo, what's going on, Bubba? It's a great day today. We got a lot of ground to cover today. A lot of ground. A lot of ground. I feel like Forrest Gump already running. <laughs> man, 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 what a world we live in. It's a crazy world. It's a crazy world. We uh, obviously are coming off the euphoria of last Friday where one of, in my opinion, one of the five blights that's on America was overturned with the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. A day that uh, many of us have contended for in prayer and fasting and yes. tithing and giving and traveling and travailing and, all, all sorts of things. Um, May the epitaph read Roe v. Wade, 1973, 2022. And what an awesome year for that door to be closed and locked with the key of David. Amen. The, the, uh, the giant is dead. Yes. Yes. And of course that leaves us in a now post Roe world as it's becoming described on media and, what does that mean? What does that mean for the world? What does that mean for the United States? What does that mean for uh, Republicans? What does it mean for Democrats? What does it mean for, here's one, kingdom people. Yeah, yeah, the business. So, you know, we're going to kind of jump right into it today. There's not a whole lot of messing around. The uh, mastermind, we're going to mention it. It's already full. Yep. It's going to be an incredible encounter. Please uh, be praying for us. That's coming up the 22nd of July. Registration is officially closed. I hate that you missed it. But there's going to be future events. Or should that be and <laughs> future events for sure. And or but. And or but. So I got this text Friday night from a very close friend. And um, it's a it's a meme. And I'm going to read the meme. And, and I don't know. We may, put, we may put this up on social sure, for I people to be should. able to look at yeah. it later. Um, but it's from some. I don't know something. I, I don't I have no idea what if this is a human being or a bot or a man or a woman. But it's definitely a thought, right? It's a thought. Yeah. And and the the text came to me from this friend, and it said, "I'm, I'm just going to read it off my phone." Hey, honest thoughts and feedback on how to answer someone who says something like this. And the meme says, "Here's here's the quote from the meme." And it says, uh, Christians are really trying to convince us that the God who murdered Bathsheba's newborn killed all the firstborn sons of Egypt, sent bears to murder little children, and commanded Joshua to kill all the children in Jericho, now suddenly cares about unborn babies. Wow. So that was the meme. You know, so this this God is this person has depicted it that's so full of hate that's killed all these children and has a record of that. We're supposed to now believe that he cares about right unborn babies, and yeah. so the question was, how do you respond to someone that has that image of God? And uh, and I had um, kind of a Holy Spirit download uh, in the moments that followed that, um, that that text message, and so you know it is true those things did happen in the Old Testament, and. Um, it's tough because as kingdom people, we rejoice that this is over and that this um, is a moment where I feel like the 
courts of the earth have aligned with the courts of heaven. And, and so certainly we rejoice, but it's been stunning Landon to see the amount of vitriol that has been poured out from, from not just the world, but from kingdom and church people uh, on both sides of this uh, in terms of just, it's been an ugly thing to watch about how many people are upset about this and, and and then at the same time, I've been stunned at how many mega leaders yeah. have been just completely silent about well, this. You know, unfortunately, the Bible talks about in the last days, there'll be people who are lovers of themselves. They're lovers of money. They're all these things. True. And we have to remember, we're living in a time that is considered to be, uh, I believe, the, the, the beginning of the end. And we have to remember a lot of the a lot of the things that we're going to be seeing is that there are people that said Lord Lord with their mouth, but their heart was far from Him. And I believe we're seeing a demonstration of people who speak one thing with their mouth, but yet their heart is so far from Him. So you know, I, I've I've caught a lot of flack um, in some of the statements that I've made about my stance with abortion, mm-hmm. and just so it's clear, you know. Um, when I say that I am pro-life, um, it, it doesn't neg- negate the fact that if something happened and someone that I loved had to make a decision about having an abortion or not, I may not agree with that person, but it's not my job to judge them. It's sure. my job to come alongside them and love them. Sure. And I believe what's important right now is that as all of this is happening, the silence of the body is deafening. Mm. That breaks my heart for more than one reason. I don't believe there should be this soapbox preaching of saying, you know, that the end has come. I've been posting on Facebook, Roe v. Wade is dead. And I'm going to keep posting that until the algorithm finally gives up Mm. and allows my (laughs) posts to go through. And here's why. I can post a pretty picture of me and my wife sitting at a dinner table and say really nice things about her. And I've got over 200 or over 150, 190 people. Oh, loving it, yeah, liking yeah, sure. it, doing whatever. Sure. But I think what we have to remember is... But you post something about Roe v. Wade and, and you it's, get... It's silenced. One, one like. Yeah, sure. Yeah. What we have to do is we have to take this opportunity to remove the weight that was placed around women's necks in the name of women's rights. Right. Because it's not often that you can go online and find videos on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok of young ladies that are like, hey... I'm having a party tonight because today I had an abortion. Right. It's the greatest day of my life. Right. Now there are some people every now and again that'll get on there and do that. They're, they're doing it for a totally different reason. Yeah. I say that to say shame has been hung around the necks of this nation's women for far too long. Hmm. And, and I think part of what I want to say is that the silence of the body of Christ is sickening. It's deafening, but it's also a telltale sign of where we are. Right. There's going to be a body that does not know who Yahweh really is, but they try to act like him. And there's mm. going to be a remnant of those that know him that will operate mm. in the glory throughout the earth. Right. That's where I'm at with it. Prophesy, Landon. Prophesy. <laughs> well, you're right. The silence is deafening. And, and you know, you, you could get into a conversation about at what point your platform has gotten so big that you have too much to lose. And I think that's something that we're seeing, and it's really unfortunate. Really unfortunate, you it know. Is. But but I think as kingdom people, we need to 
have our eyes open about who's really driving a kingdom agenda. Yes. And who really cares about what God cares about versus who's trying to make really big music or really big, uh, followings. Sure. Um, with God stuff added in. Well, let, let, let's just, let's just take a step here. And, and for all of our listeners, we want you to know, um, when we first started, you know, we're in season two, we first started, we were putting episodes in the can. Sure. Um, just to kind of get out what we knew that Yahweh wanted us to say, but we know that now we're, 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 we're going to stay closer to our release date. This is being recorded today, Tuesday. So it's a, it's a fresh episode. Yeah. It's current Sunday night BET awards. There was some folks that were attending those awards. And before we go any, any deeper, I want this to be said, this is not about the artist, but behind all these artists are businessmen and women. Sure. I will not say they're kingdom businessmen and women. There's an agenda, and the agenda is to take over all means of communication to a generation. And now they've got to the point where they have overtaken a mode of worship. I know that the the people that I've encountered along wait, the way. Wait, wait a minute. So you're talking about, we're not talking about the individual artists. No. But we are talking about the machine. The machine. You know, the money machine behind, yes. behind, um, behind all this stuff. That's right. And, and, and when I, you know, people are going to take this, how they're going to take it. I'm a worship guy. Sure. I'm a creative and I'm out for the creatives. I've got their back. One thing I can't stand is when there's a, a, a something that looks like something that's supposed to be something like a worship movement and it gets hijacked by people that see the influence Right, or that sense the anointing or, or whatever, and, they, exactly and they, right. they go to decide to monetize that anointing. Yes, you know. but for as long as the fight's been on, and for the almost 70 million babies that have been murdered, hmm. when this drops on Friday, one of the largest, fastest-growing, most popular worship movements in the world, Maverick City, right. says nothing. Right. Nothing. Right. And I'm going to tell you, if I had that size platform, you would, I, I would be Donald Trump today. They would have to, they would, they would have banned me by now. Right. But when you hear nothing and then all you get from that sector, from Maverick city is from one of their drummers that says men have no right to say what a woman does with her body, basically in this meme. Right. Why? Were they not allowed to say anything because the machine wouldn't let them? Right. And because the big award show was coming up Sunday night. That's right. They didn't want to risk anything. Right. What happened to the scripture? And my heart breaks right here, Fitch, because the scripture says where where our treasure is, it's where our heart's at. Right. I think there was a forfeited treasure this weekend. I pray that's not the case. I pray, I pray it's not either. I mean, I really do. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I know this is real direct and, and it seems like if you don't know our heart, you might think, well, God, they're just calling people out. And that's not, that's not our heart at all. It's not the heart. We're having a conversation about things we're seeing in the kingdom. Yes. And, and, and candidly, I don't know anybody in Maverick city. I don't know any of them. Uh, I don't know their hearts. Um, I would like, I would like to know them though. 
And and can we give them an invitation? Sure. Hey, Maverick City. Anybody with Maverick City. Dante Bo. Anybody. Any of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Joe yeah. L. Joe L. We're in Dalton, Georgia. We've got a place you can come and stay that you can rest. We want to have a conversation with you. And if you want, we got an extra microphone or two. Sure. We'll sit down and have an open conversation. Well, you don't have to come. We'll we'll po- we'll we patch you in. Pipe you right into the machine. Uh it, it's one of those things where I think that's important. I think they should be given an opportunity to respond. Absolutely. But, but uh, I, I'm not, you know, I don't think it's our heart. I, I, it's not certainly not my heart to be calling people out. Like, no, mine either. Like you blew it. But, but I am, I am curious, genuinely curious as a kingdom brother, like, Hey, where are you at on this? Yeah, why, why, why did you not say anything? Why have you still not said anything? I mean, it, and look, and I say this very tenderly, but there've been other movements in this country other things that have happened that there've been expressions shown through social media that you could do through your, through your profile picture sure. or other things through frames. And a lot of these artists right. during that time sure. demonstrated their support. Right. Yeah. It's a tough, it's a tough deal because, tough. you know, I've had, I've had an opportunity um, by the grace of God to know people like Dick Simmons and, um, for those of you that don't know Dick Simmons, he and his precious wife lived across the street from the su- Supreme Court for years, decades. Yeah. Literally across the street. I've been in their living room. I have too. And they moved there and gave their lives to intercession across the street from this court. Yeah. Um, for the ending of Roe versus Wade. Yes. They dedicated their entire lives to it and to intercession and to just striking the ground over and over. I'm going to get choked up talking about him. Yeah. Over and over. My friend Lou Engel will tell you that he learned to pray in Dick Simmons living room. That's right, man. Come on across the street. Yeah. And, um, you know, Matt Lockett with, uh, yeah, with his movement, the life tape movement and David's tent and David's tent and Jason Hershey and the justice house of prayer, all of these ministries that are Washington DC centric that literally exist for no other reason. Yeah. But to see the ending of Roe versus Wade and, um, and to see God glorified through that journey. Yes. You know, again, I, I think it's important to, to say that, you know, these are not like just crazy, crazy, uh, <laughs> what we would refer to as cop wizards or some kind of, <laughs> some kind of weird people no, that no, no, just no, have no. a thing for it. Like these people literally Dick's covert though. He was covert. They dedicated their yeah. lives to, to spending time in the presence of the father yeah. to seek his will yeah. and to, and to beg him to end this. Yeah. And so when you, when you understand, you know, my perspective is different because I've had the chance to know these people intimately and know the price and I certainly don't know the price, but I have insight into what it's cost them. The decades of fasting, no meals, no media, yep. no nothing because they, they had nothing better or, or nothing else to do with their time but pray. Right. They eliminated so many things from their lives to be able to carry this burden. And and so when you, my perspective is that because of forerunners, pioneers like these, people like some of the ministries we're now curious about as to where they stand, their rise in popularity and their ability to even be who they are. Yes. 
the breakthrough that created that was people like Dick Simmons and Lou Engel and these people that have given their lives to intercession. And so, you know, it, it it's heartbreaking to see people like Dick and his precious wife and, and Lou and Therese and others that have given their lives for something. And then, uh, people that are essentially riding that wave and, and enjoying tremendous success, whatever that looks like, um, have no real grasp or understanding of where they even came from. And it's tough. You know, it's a really tough thing because, uh, certainly none of those people that I've mentioned, uh, Lou and Therese, none of them have done that for accolades of men. Right. And I certainly believe that their their inheritance is in eternity and it will be massive. Oh, definitely. Um, definitely. But but I think it's it's wild when um platforms get so big that you literally feel like you have so much to lose if you take a stand that you would rather lose the presence than lose the status. And that's really a Saul thing. You know, we, we've talked about Saul and David in the past. When Samuel went to Saul in the Old Testament and said, hey, you've lost the anointing. You're no longer, you're no longer God's man to yeah. be the king. It's really the, 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 the essence of the difference between Saul and David. How could David do all the awful things he did and still be king? And Saul actually, by that standard, actually lived a much better life. When the Samuel came to Saul and said, you're no longer God's man for this time, Saul's biggest concern was the, what men would think. Yeah. When Saul takes Samuel and says, walk out here with me in front of these people, because if they see me walking with the prophet, they'll, they won't realize that I've lost the anointing. And David was the guy that, you know, created me clean hands and a clean, pure heart. You know I mean? He, he knew how to repent and that's the big difference. And so, you know, I'm certainly not calling anyone to repentance. That's not what I mean. I, I just, I just think it's really tough um, when when people that you really look up to uh, maybe fall short. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I'm not definitely not calling them to repentance. But I'll tell you what I what I am calling for. I'm calling for an answer as to why you're quiet. Right. You know. And, sure. And and just just for the record, you know. Um, I was very vocal during COVID um, about the agenda. Um, I was very vocal uh, when they tried to shove the second, fourth, and eighth variant toward us. Hey, and speaking of that, you know, like where, you know, where's my body, my choice? You know, when when it comes to being vaccinated. Well, just can I ask another question? Where, where's where's COVID? <laughs> Yeah, what's well, gone? It's gone. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but yeah. Uh, all of this is is definitely not something to taunt anyone. No, um, we are we are not here to do that. But well, I will say this: we are here to want to know why. Yeah, I mean, we're just having a, a difficult conversation as two friends. That's it. That's that, it. That uh, we care about the kingdom. We care about the worship movement. We yeah. care about uh, we, I, we care about those that disagree with us. Yeah. Um, in, in all things, we want to point people back to Jesus, That's you know, I'm, and I want to demonstrate his nature and his love and, and everything that we do. And so, you know, again, this is not just calling somebody out, No, but I do want to set the record straight on some things with this meme. We started this out with this meme 
And I want to kind of circle back to that and then we'll call it a day or call it a week. But, you know, with this, this meme, okay, so I'm going to read it again. Christians are really trying to convince us that the God who murdered Bathsheba's newborn killed all the firstborn sons of Egypt, sent bears to murder little children, commanded Joshua to kill all the children of Jericho, now suddenly cares about unborn babies. And so the question was, how do you respond to that? And I'm just going to share some thoughts um, that I had. And I said, well, Jesus came to fulfill the law of the Old Testament. The wickedness of the Old Testament was once and for all atoned for in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. He came that we might have life and life more abundant, never confuse the holiness and justness of God with the desire for anyone to perish or be out put to death. And so then I, you know, as I kind of prayed about how would you respond? I was like, you know what? In each of the cases above, God was expecting judgment on, um, excuse me. In each of the cases above, God was exacting judgment on people who had oppressed or stolen from the people of God. Taken out of context as the comments above, one could draw similar conclusions to the author of the meme. However, in context, Yahweh provided a way of escape or alternative to the death of these children in each story. And when the people in these stories were disobedient to God's way, judgment came upon them. Mm. People are very quick to point the finger at God when bad things happen. But in 100% of the cases, men refusing to follow his, his will leads to terrible results. We call consequences of our actions God's fault. When in reality, God has already told us, shown yes. us, and given us like a million chances yes. to get it right by doing it his way. The cynicism in the meme is atrocious and completely devoid of an understanding of his true nature. He's not an aloof, distant being in the sky with a zapper looking to kill anyone who messes up. Religion has taught us that when Adam sinned, that God's nature changed. That's what religion has taught us, is that when Adam sinned, God's nature changed. When in fact, when Adam sinned, it was man's nature that changed. Yeah. yeah. It was Yahweh that went looking for Adam in the garden after the fall. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness are his nature. Anything less is apostasy. Yeah. And so, you know, when somebody puts a meme out like that, that flies in the face of who I know Yahweh to be. Yes. Because of my personal life and walk with him. Uh, I think it's important that we set the record straight. And so um, I will say this to Yahweh, every human being is beloved. Yes. And I think that's part of our, I think that's really the essence of, of our issue as, as humans is we don't understand that our identity is beloved. Yeah. And if we understood that we are beloved, then the rest of it all lines up. Oh, Absolutely. And, and you know, one thing to remember, the Old Testament, Yahweh was veiled. And we have to remember how they saw him. They didn't see him face to face. Right. Moses had to hide his face. You know, uh, it, it, it shone. Right. But, but uh, you go look. And when there were, um, when, when, when the spirit of God passed by, he had to hide his face in the rock. If you look and go to read, I believe a lot of things that we read because of Yahweh being veiled, we get a skewed view of who he was in the Old Testament. Right. But I think that's the reason the Old and the New are put together. Right. 
Jesus says it. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Bingo. And and you know we we like to read these books where there's this big climactic, and then you read this man comes in the book of Matthew, and he comes simple. He comes in a form that they weren't expecting, and then boom, he changes the world. Right. And I think in the in, in the same way we need to understand we are the unveiled father to the world. Right. Or we certainly should be. We should be. The word says that the whole earth will be full of his glory. That's us. We're the vessels. Right. So the whole the, earth is groaning for, for the, the man, for the manifestation of the sons of God, the yes. weos. Yes. So that's why for me it's important that I'm telling our listeners be bold. That's right. Speak up. Right. Speak what's in your gut. But I'll tell you this, more than anything, love those around you. Amen. Especially those that are hiding under shame and guilt because of abortion. Right. That are hiding under shame and guilt because of life's choices. Right. Don't be the voice that hurts and breaks hearts. Be the one that speaks love of the Father. Amen. Brings healing. Amen. Man, oh man. Well, I'll tell you what, we need to be praying for these folks. Uh, Absolutely. We've talked about them here. Uh, you know, I think it's important that anything we do is peppered with lots of prayer. And so uh, I would just encourage all of us to continue to hold these ministries up, pray for them, pray that uh, whatever's going on there gets worked out. And it will. It will. Yeah. Thanks to our sponsors, morelordkingdom.com. Check out the latest merch at morelordkingdom.com. Hey, don't just wear the kingdom, be the kingdom. Be it. Hey, Warlord Mastermind, if you didn't get a chance to sign up, it's going to be dope. I hate it for you. Yep. But there'll be, be a, there'll, be some, there'll be some awesome videos and pictures you'll be able to take advantage of. See what's going on in the MLK world. Igniteafire.net. If you know, you know. Igniteafire.net, best fire starter on the market. And, of course, as always, Dalen Rug. That's it. Dalen.com. You want the glory rug or any other rug? They got awesome, awesome rugs. They have a new technology. They do a rug that you've never seen before in your life. Go check them out, dalen.com. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. I love you. More, Lord. <laughs>